Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 204 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us today as we begin our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials covering uh, July the 20, uh, 19th to July the 25th. Doctrine and Covenants sections 81 to 83. And today we're covering Doctrine and Covenants section 81, looking particularly at the calling of uh, Frederick G. G. Williams um, as the second councillor in the First Presidency, as it basically is at the time, uh, and also uh, how we can be prepared for callings the Lord may give to us. Now, there's a particularly interesting background to this section 81. If you look in the section heading, you'll talk about Frederick G. Williams, but also another individual called Jesse Gores. Now, Jesse Gores, born in 1784, was raised in Pennsylvania and lived for some time in Delaware. Joining the Society of Friends, or the Quakers, in 1806, marrying Martha Johnson in 1815, and moving to Ohio the following year. But then, unfortunately, his, uh, his first wife dies in 1828, and he moves closer to his extended family, who were also members of the Shakers, um, sorry, who were members of the Shakers rather than the Quakers, I get the two mixed up every now and then, for help in supporting his children. By 1829, he joined the Shaker faith and remarried in 1830. Um, this gives him, us like a bit of a background behind where he ends up or how he ends up uh, with or where he is when the gospel reaches him. But in terms of how he received the gospel, there's not a lot of information on this. Now, in uh, the Joseph Smith Papers um, analysis, it gives a lot of background on Jesse Gores. Uh, and it says, quote, exactly how Jesse came to be baptised is unknown, but he quickly gained Joseph Smith's trust and rose to prominence in the church. On March the 8th, 1832, at Hiram, Ohio, Gores and Je- Sidney Rigdon were appointed councillors to Joseph Smith in the newly formed presidency of the high priesthood. Joseph's own appointment was as president in the high priesthood had taken place in January. This presidency was the forerunner to the first presidency of the church, close quote. So Jesse Gores, I mean, had clearly a lot of potential and promise, and the Lord gave him the opportunity to serve and to teach and to lead uh, in this role. Uh, and so Gores had a lot of... Um, roles. He served missions, he served as a scribe on the Bible translation project, uh, and he also helped in the cause of Zion. But then, um, as we find out in this section 81, this revelation was given where he was spoken to by the Lord and in order to prepare him for his call to the presidency. However, uh, he was not called to the presidency after this revelation was given. And later on, when the Doctrine and Covenants was created or formed in 1835, um, they removed Jesse Gores's name and replaced it with Frederick G. Williams, who replaced him uh, in the in this role as a councillor in the presidency. Um, it says, uh, as you go further down um, the Joseph Smith analysis, quote, perhaps surprisingly, Gores was excommunicated from the church less than a year after the revelation admonished him to endure to the end. His virtual disappearance from the historical records following his missionary labours with Zebedee Coltrane in August 1832 make it difficult to understand why he left. Given his background in both the Quaker and the Shaker faiths, it is possible that he came to have theological disagreements with Joseph Smith or other church members, particularly as Joseph continued to update the doctrine of the church through revelations. Close quote. Remember that, you know... We've had things such as the vision, which was recently given in Doctrine and Covenants 76, which many members found difficult to um, coincide with their traditional Christian views on heaven and hell, including Brigham Young, 
uh, who spoke about how he needed to take some time to ponder over and study it and read it for himself. Um, and I'm sure there was many other things as time went on that Jesse perhaps had to come to terms with in changing his own original beliefs. Uh, and this perhaps was uh, an issue for him. Whatever the reason, we do not know exactly for sure. But what it does teach us is that it's not necessarily the individuals that are um, the reason for guidance in callings or or something like that. But anyone is given the opportunity, who is it given the opportunity to serve in a role or a calling can do that as long as they strive their best to live what the Lord directs them to do. So the um, direction and counsel that was given to Jesse Gores was basically given or handed over to Frederick G. Williams in the changing of his name. Um, as it explains in the Revelations in, uh, Reve sorry, Revelations in Context, I'm reading this from, not the Joseph Smith Papers analysis, because uh, there is a chapter dedicated to this whole section of the church history with Jesse Gores in Revelations in Context. It says, quote, Modern day readers of Doctrine and Covenants 81 will find Jesse Gores' name only in the section heading. By the time the Revelation was published in the 1835 edition of the Doctrine and Covenants, the Gores' name had been replaced with that of the man called to take his place, Frederick G. Williams. Subsequent editions of the Doctrine and Covenants retained Williams as the recipient of this revelation. Close quote. So, I think that's particularly interesting um, in terms of the need uh, to know and understand how these, the revelation that's given to these early saints can apply to other people as well. Uh, it's not just necessarily uh, to them. As it says in the heading of the introduction section in the Come Follow Me manual for this week, it says, quote, this may, that may seem like a minor detail, but it implies a significant truth. Most of the revelations in the Doctrine and Covenants are addressed to specific people, but we can always seek, to apply, seek ways to apply them to ourselves, close quote. So as we go into Doctrine and Covenants section 81, remember that whilst this was indeed given for a man uh, by the name of Jesse Gores, and then it was given to a man named Frederick G. Williams, and it was specifically for these individuals who were going to be given the call as a counsellor in the presidency of the high priest of the church, or in other words, the first presidency in these days, many principles within this section can apply to us as well, such as being faithful in doing what the Lord asks of us. In Doctrine and Covenants section 81, we see here uh, that it says in verse 5, Wherefore be faithful, stand in the office which I have appointed unto you, succour the weak, lift up the hands, hands which hang down, and strengthen the feeble knees. And if thou art faithful unto the end, thou shalt have a crown of immortality and eternal life in the mansions which I prepared in the house of my father. You'll note that there is not, you know, necessarily a lot in this section. It's only seven verses long. But something like this and this direction that was given uh, is an important teaching for us to apply into our lives as well. To stand in the office in which we are appointed and to support, support and strengthen others. Frankly, no matter what our calling or standing is in front of the Lord, we are all asked to reach out and strengthen those in need. Elder Patrick Kieran said this, quote, The Saviour knows how it feels to be a refugee. He was one. As a young child, Jesus and his family fled to Egypt to escape the murderous swords of Herod. And at various points in his ministry, Jesus found himself threatened and his life in danger, ultimately submitting to the designs of evil men who had plotted his death. 
Perhaps then it is all the more remarkable to us that he repeatedly taught us to love one another, to love as he loves, to love our neighbour as ourselves. Truly pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, and to look to the poor and the needy, and administer to their relief that they shall not suffer. Close quote. We are all given this responsibility and call. And as we remember that this section 81, let's remember just how this applies to us, as well as to those individuals, Jesse Gores, and then to Frederick G. Williams, to, to whom it was given afterwards. We all have an opportunity and responsibility to serve in the kingdom of God. And so let's follow that. Thank you very much for listening to this study today. I hope you've enjoyed it. Please continue to follow the podcast uh, on the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And you can email ldsstudysession at gmail.com. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.